0: All right. Put All
1: right, great. Uh, welcome, everybody. It is 7.31 on April 12th, 2023. Uh, my name is Naomi B. Smith. I am the chair of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission, um, and I'm going to kick this meeting off. Actually, Abby, do you want to read your statement first? <laughs> yeah. I'll kick it off by kicking it over to Abby.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Good meet. good mo- uh, sorry. Good evening, everyone. I have a few housekeeping items for the Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this, meet- for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting when you are participating please turn your video on if you have any trouble you can send me a chat the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely and now I'll turn the meeting back over to Daniel
1: great thank you Abby so now I will uh, go ahead and do a roll call vote um, starting with Marlo Present. Uh, and then Mary Present. And then Dina I think said that she wasn't going to be able to join us tonight. Um, So Marciana. Present. And Rebecca. She's also absent. Okay. And Jill. Present. And Tim. Present. All right. Fantastic. We can move along to our first uh, real agenda item, which is approval of minutes. Um, So um, first up we have the March 8th regular meeting minutes. I don't know if anybody has time had time to look over those, has any concerns. Um if not, I'm looking for motions to approve. So moved. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, and and thank you, Jill. Um uh I will go ahead and do yet another roll call vote to approve those minutes beginning with Marlo. Approved. And then Mary. Approved. Uh and then Marciana. Approved. And then Jill. Approve and Tim approve I will approve as well passing that unanimously and then we can move on to approving the March 29th special meeting minutes I don't know if has has anybody's had time to read over these very special minutes um, if anybody has any concerns but if not I'm simply looking for a motion
3: I'll make a motion to approve the minutes
1: great thank you Jill can I get a second
4: There. I had a hard time hearing that meeting because I was driving, so yeah, I'm abstain sure. on that one.
5: Okay, I'll second. That. Okay,
1: great, thank you, Mary. <laughs> um, I will once again do the roll call, starting with Marlo, and you may abstain if. I'll if abstain. Uh, and then uh, Mary. Approve. And then uh, Marciana.
0: Approve.
1: And then Jill. Approve. And then Tim abstain all right great i will i will approve um it will pass unanimously with uh uh, except for those abstentions um great Uh, and that will take us right to public comment which has not been too lively for the last few meetings um do we have anybody who's on on zoom um i don't see anybody here in person my eyesight's not that great but i'm pretty sure there's nobody hiding All right. Seeing none or hearing none, I will skip over reading the little uh, the little blurb and take us right to new business. We've had a bunch of busy meetings, and we're going to be kind of reviewing some of that material um, over the course of this meeting. Um, but first, uh, we're gonna we had a, a last minute adjustment to the agenda. We are moving up uh, item A from the staff report. Uh, Um, up to the top of new business, just for the the sake of uh, our our friends who have joined us to talk a little bit about um, the strategic plan or the master plan, whatever it's called, from Parks and Recreation. So I I believe we have um, a couple folks from the Confluence team, as well as as Derek on, on Zoom, who will quickly introduce us to the work that is beginning.
0: on video which is so we can see everything oh so cool there great now we can see all your beautiful faces so I I'll take a quick moment so I sent you an email today um the the um, um city commission approved entering a contract with confluence which is going to be a team who is with us tonight, and Hank Moyers, who are both from Confluence. They're one part of the team. And then Amanda Golden and Joshua Lapp are both of Designing Local, and they'll be working, focusing on the arts and culture side of this plan, helping us with community engagement, looking over policies and that kind of thing. So really happy to have you guys here, really getting excited that this is actually beginning to um, start moving forward, which is great. And um, I'll let you guys take it from here. PJ, do you want to Oops, I can't hear you. That darn mute thing. There we go,
6: that darn mute thing. Well, thanks Porter. Good evening everyone. I'm, I'm PJ Novick with Confluence. Uh, we're a landscape architecture, urban design and planning firm. Um, We've got nine offices throughout the country where Hank and I are in the Kansas City office. I'll be principal in charge on the project. Um, so I'll be uh, just kind of overseeing everything overseeing the team. Um, Hank, if you want to give uh, your introduction and your role in the project, please.
7: Sure. My name is Hank Myers. I'm an associate principal with Confluence. Um, I will be uh, overseeing the project and being the project manager for this uh, project.
6: Great. And uh, additions additions to our team, I'll do it those who are not here tonight. We've got uh, um, we've got PROS Consulting. PROS is a national firm that uh, specializes in on the parks and rec size. So they're going to be helping us out with understanding the system taking a look at um, where your park system is compared to other cities, your size, taking a look at staffing, taking a look at um, fees for services, programming, all of those things that really make a parks and recreation program click. Um, we've done numerous, numerous projects like this with pros. Um, we also have on our team um, the uh, ETC, which is a statistically valid survey firm out of Olathe, Kansas. They've done work for the city before. So they'll be doing 800 uh uh, to reach outs to residents of of Lawrence, and if they, when they send these out, if they don't get 800 copies back, they will start going by phone, and they they will start you know, using phone lines, and they will also even go to locations where parks and rec facilities are, just to make sure we get that important 800 to make it statistically valid um, on that. And then on top of that, we will also have a what I would call a non statistically valid survey. We'll have a I think Survey Monkey. Um, that we'll go through and we'll just have online very simple just if somebody didn't get that that formal survey then they have the opportunity to still provide their input um, with that but we'll use the statistically valid survey to really make the kind of direct the big decisions with that in addition to the parks and recreation questions on it we will also be working with and you'll soon meet amanda and josh getting questions about the the um the arts and cultures act side of the city and pulling those questions. So we'll be working with you all and other city staff to get those questions together. That survey probably won't probably won't be ready to go probably another four weeks, I would imagine. It's, it's from start to finish. It's about a three-month process. So this, uh, uh, this initial part is going to be a little slow out of the gate. But with that, I'm going to let Hank just briefly touch on the overall project, and then we're going to turn the rest of the meeting over to Amanda and Josh to talk about their particular component.
7: Thanks, PJ. Um, So really, this plan is broken down into three separate sections. The first part is really where we do the inventory and analysis portion of the project. This is where we actually go out and we start to inventory all of your parks and rec facilities as well as your arts and cultural facilities. Um, We'll do um, detailed mapping associated with that um, to pinpoint where different sites are located. Um, the conditions of those, and also um, just make sure that we have a visual inventory of all of those facilities. And we will also, during this inventory and analysis period, as PJ mentioned, go through the surveying portion of the project as well, and also hold um, several uh, public meetings um, throughout the process uh, to really gather input from the community and those that um, show up to the various meetings uh, to really provide their input on what they want to see within the community. So... Um, Really kind of a three prong approach on this and really um, in depth. Um, We'll take all of that information and start to synthesize that into um, different graphics um, that start to show um, where these facilities are located um, and document all of this. Um, based on all of the feedback that we get, we go into the second phase, which is really where we start to talk about recommendations. This is where we take, um, all of the desires of the community and start to break it down into, um, some of the key components that, uh, we've been looking at for this, uh, study. Um, that includes, um, facilities. It'll look at operations and management plans, uh, staffing, um, financing, or, or how we, um, financially um, address all of these items. And then um, we'll take all of that and start to break it down into um, a timetable for when these different pieces and parts should be implemented within your community for the 10-year plan that we've got. And then Finally, um, once we get approvals for all of the recommendations, we feel like everybody's on the same page and, and that uh, we approve the direction. We'll take uh, the third phase is really the, the final phase of documentation and start to craft the actual um, report and uh, bring that back to the community for um, approval and adoption from the commission and, and all of the other uh, committees that uh, are involved in the process. Great. Thanks, Hank. Hey,
6: well, with that, uh, Amanda and Josh, I'm going to turn it over to you all to kind of give uh, introductions of yourselves and your firm and, you know, just what you're going to help us accomplish for the city on the arts and culture component.
8: Awesome. Thanks so much, PJ. Hey, all. My name is Amanda Golden. Uh, I'm one of the principals at Designing Local and Josh is one of the other principals there too. We started our firm in 2014 and we have focused primarily on arts and culture and we work all over the country. So to say that we are excited to start this project as part of a parks project is an understatement. We oftentimes are seeing um, arts and culture plans or public art plans in particular kind of standing alone and never being integrated into any kind of larger plan. So I think this is a really exciting opportunity for the city of Lawrence uh, and for all of you as commissioners. So um, uh, PJ and Hank really shared kind of how the the major process will play out. And because this is a kind of a sub I guess, sub subject uh, of the broader parks plan, we're gonna kind of tuck in to the things that they're doing but um, and really follow alongside their timeline. But one of the most important things that we do that we really care a lot about is really spending a lot of time at the beginning of the process, getting to know all of you and other stakeholders who are participating actively in arts and culture. It's really important that we understand the history and background of what the department and the program has done. And also what you're all trying to do and how you're trying to move the needle forward in your own community. Uh, And oftentimes with other clients, those are in conflict with what the the park's Um, kind of programs are looking at doing. And so I think here, this provides a really unique opportunity to kind of move your ideas and your vision forward at the same time that your department is moving a a larger vision forward. That could include, you know, uh, expanding or contracting programming um, uh, at your different facilities, or it could include thinking about how your facilities expand programming uh, in a very specific and niche way. So we're really excited about what's next, We also are going to be able to tuck into that survey. Um, As many of you probably know, uh, in terms of a statistically significant arts and culture survey, that's not something that people are paying for, first of all. So congratulations on really making it a priority and um, placing some of those questions about your programming within that broader survey is going to be really important here. And we'll really provide you with data that can help illustrate the desire and the need for the programming that I think all of you probably already have ideas about. We're hoping that the public um, kind of confirms your ideas and your vision, uh, which will give us direction on how to move the plan forward. Um, what we hope to do is to uh, come alongside the rest of the team and different events and ask really great questions. We really do focus on um. Bringing our community engagement to where the people already are and what you're doing. And from what we can tell online, you guys are already doing a bunch of awesome programming. And so it's going to be really easy to tuck in and ask questions of the broader community about uh, their vision for arts and culture in the future of Lawrence. and I know that you all have a, probably a number of questions for us, and you'd probably rather ask those questions than me continuing to uh, kind of tell you about our process. Um, so if that's all right, I'm happy to open the floor for questions.
0: Yeah, any questions at this point?
9: Yes, I don't think I've had enough time to really consider this. I mean, we just kind of got the heads up about this this morning. Yes, So I haven't really had any time to consider this. You know, um, there's a part of me right at this particular moment that feels slightly skeptical. And I'm sorry that I feel that way. But, you know, we don't have lots of facilities on the art side. And so when I hear conversations about, you know, um, inventorying facilities and things like that, I'm going to remain open-minded. Let me just say that. I just... um, I don't have enough information yet to to say how I feel about all this. It, it, it'll all be fine, I'm sure. But um, I just I have this kind of innate skepticism right at this particular moment in this evening. So oh say Miss
4: <laughs> <laughs> Marlowe, I am a similar skeptic. Um, I think the part that got me was the sticker shock. Um, you know, just my experience being in Cultural Plan, and so. I know this is a wider parks and rec plan as well as arts and culture, and so I didn't know if there was a breakdown. Like, is there a price that was quoted for the parks and rec, and then there's part of arts and culture, and what is the breakdown? What oh, did I miss? It you did okay. okay. Um, but the one thing that I would love to see out of our cultural plan is um, something that is specific. Uh, You know, I'm always hesitant about money going into plans versus programming. And sometimes I feel like plans tend to have catchphrases or like ambiguous, unmistakable identity, and someone has to explain what is that? Embrace the local, what is that? Where I would love it if there was some specificity or some hardcore, you know, strategy and outcome identified versus these kind of nebulous concepts that we have to kind of put things in their little places. I do see the value in a plan to advocate for ourselves. So I think like having a document that we could take to the commission and advocate for more funding. So I'm not like entirely, entirely wary, but I just want to throw that out there, that specificity and clarity and just language, I think
5: would be really super helpful. I'm afraid you've got a tough crowd to play to tonight. (laughs) Because I (laughs) could join the, uh, um, the fence sitters here because I was on the last committee that did the cultural plan that never got off the shelf. So um, I have maybe a bit more than a healthy skepticism about this. I I do have a question though. Many of the arts and culture institutions and activities in Lawrence are done by private 501 C threes rather than the city. How will that, be incorporated into your study?
8: Well, there'll be partners that are um, interviewed and I hope that we will be able to dive further in after our stakeholder interview to a a more broad focus group, perhaps with their boards. That's usually how we approach these things. And I will just say that this is not an update to your cultural plan. I think it's important Mm -hmm. to delineate that information uh, we are not updating your cultural plan. We are folding a strategic plan within your parks plan, your broader parks master plan. So this is not a cultural plan. This is not an update to your cultural plan. That information will be background information for us. Really great background information. I know it's completed ten years ago, Almost. right? Almost mm-hmm. ten years ago. Okay. Um, And it'll provide excellent an excellent foundation for our team to kind of jump from, but by no means are we seeking to update that cultural plan. This is really meant to provide you with real um, strategic steps to move your programming forward. And I totally hear you with the like, all of the um, special lingo, Josh and I are both planners. Um, So there's a lot of that in our world. And a lot of that specifically in the plans that we do, but we'll try to keep that to any policy changes that we're going to make. We won't put it in the document. We're really focused on making really fabulous um, text and graphics that help things um, for anybody who's not used to all those acronyms kind of understand that.
10: We're also planners that deal with personal planner fatigue ourselves. So we're, all about creating extremely actionable, I'm not gonna call it a plan, but steps to implementing things and really looking at funding opportunities, um, both inside and outside the community and really just making very actionable documents that you can can pick up and say, how do we, this should tell you how to accomplish it, how to fund it, how to get you to the next steps. And um, skepticism is healthy and also, we're coming in at a good time. You're coming at a good time here where, you know, we're fresh, we're new with what we're looking at. We don't have any notions of what we should be doing or not. So, um, you're really our ground floor. Um, so, you know, as much as we do, given that we're just, we're just, you know, stepping off with this. So we're excited to get to know you all and, um, come out and visit you and spend time with you in person and online and, um, you know, get, get to know your priorities and figure out how we can incorporate those into the planning process and ultimately so that you can execute them.
8: And Josh, I also just want to add to that, that you're, um, when we do your stakeholder interviews, your skepticism will be given to us and you can share all the background information with us that you would like to, we don't have any of that. And we want to make sure that you understand that when we do have your interview, it is an open line of communication. Everything that we hear from you does not go into a document that the city reads. It's really just for us to help um, inform how we're moving forward. So um, I hope that we'll bring a lot of trust into those conversations and really help us understand what has happened in the past because we don't know. Um, but we'll need you to be honest and and truthful about those things so that we can we can know and move forward with that.
6: Yeah, man, excuse me, Amanda, I would add, too, that the first time we'll be sitting down with you all, we haven't set the date yet because the city is still putting together the the steering committee. Um, they're actually reaching out to the public. We gave the city a kind of a background on what we expect in the steering committee. Uh, the, biggest, the biggest issue was uh, the commitment. I think in that we said you can anticipate three to four hours um, at least a month, and we really want to make sure those people sign on, that they're there for every meeting because – Time and time again, if we don't have them there at every meeting, if we have a two-hour time frame for the steering committee, then we spend a half hour getting people who weren't there last month caught up, and it's just kind of a waste of everybody's time. With that, and then once that steering committee is set, then our team, including pros, Amanda and or Josh and Hank and I will be in town probably two days. We'll be setting up um, the kind of speed interviews for 30, 45 minutes apiece. And you all will be included in that. We're... So Amanda and Josh will be working with you all to understand. You'll have a chance to talk to them about your programs, about your desires, about your disappointments, just to get us all up and running. Hank and I will be more on the park side. And then Leon's probably going to kind of really jump back and forth because Leon's kind of the guy who helps with some of the financing and ideas on both ends. So uh, he's thinking about, it, he's kind of in, in between us. And I, it's, I think it's really important to say that we fully understand it. this this is a this plan is a three-legged stool it's parks it's recreation and it's the arts and culture and no no section is more important than the other and we're going to strive to do our best to make sure that happens because that's clearly what city administration order, and Derek have expressed to us
8: i'm interested the um, person on the very end of the table at the head of the table who was speaking about her experience maybe with cultural planning are you a consultant as well Oh, are you talking about me? No,
4: just being on this committee and just being involved with other cities doing gotcha. different programs, yeah.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. He also has to be a fabulous filmmaker and mm-hmm. runs a fantastic event through our Lawrence Arts Center. So she is- Amazing. We have a great brain trust here, absolutely. And I'm with you. I think their skepticism is welcome. And I love what you said, PJ. Share disappointments so we can all learn from that and how do we want to move forward and build this into this plan. So um, it's all welcome. It really
6: yeah, is. absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I'm very much a part of this, working with Parks and and, and uh, Rec right now. So, I think it's a good good opportunity. I'm still optimistic, but I always am. So,
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, <now laughs> I actually, have idea. Idea.
0: DJ, like DJ and I work, we love. Yes, we crossed paths a few times when I was in Kansas City. Yep. So he's very familiar with That's the cool. robust arts and culture world of Kansas City as well. And I know that you've encountered that more than once with with your different planning efforts there so i think this is a really great team and i had a nice chat with amanda before she actually joined the team and she reassured me by what she said that you know traditionally parks and rec is not well known for its good work in arts and culture um and we're all aware of that and we're all being honest about it but again this is an opportunity as part of the city strategic plan as well so i'll stop talking Thanks, you guys. Really appreciate you showing up. I know we're going to see a lot more of you in the near future. Um, so Absolutely, starting point, and uh, we will definitely uh, look forward to talking to you more in the future.
6: Great. Awesome. Thanks to everyone. Thanks, Thanks so thank much. You. Thank you all. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank
1: you. All right. Great. Um, I'm glad that there were some some interesting. Uh, There'll be lots of time for more. Um, that will uh, that will take us back into our agenda, though. Uh, that was something off the staff report. Uh, we can go ahead and return to new business. Uh, item A there is a mural proposal. Um, I, I believe we have Ramona on, on Zoom. Is, is that the case? Go down to the.
11: So. Uh, no, go down. Uh, down. Hi, Ramona. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, my my name
1: Ramona. Only yeah. yeah. doctor. Call me that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, welcome. Um, thank you for hanging in with us while we uh, talked about some strategic planning. Um, but uh, I, hopefully everybody here has had a chance to review the proposal. Um,
0: you wanna pull it up and share it? Absolutely.
1: We'd like to give you an opportunity to, to speak to it a little bit, and then maybe if anybody has any questions, we can we can dive into that as well.
8: Okay.
11: I also have a really quick Google slide too. Um,
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you want to share your screen, Mona, and walk through that, we're happy to do it that way, too. And (laughs) maybe
11: not. I don't know how to get through all this Zoom stuff, even though I've been Zooming. Everybody's been Zooming. How do you screen share?
0: So if you pull up the menu, there should be like a green button with an arrow that says oh
11: I see it, I see
0: it I see it yeah I see you okay click on that and then you got to find the window with what you're trying to share and then you have to click on that and then click share screen okay sorry
11: that's um
0: is completely understandable in our high-tech world
11: I know um here we go so you got a picture of my dog <laughs> um, and how many emails I have. we can not see anything yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me see here. Well, maybe we'll just do it the easier way and have her share my stuff. Sorry, that was a- No
2: worries. All right. <laughs> I'll zoom this in too, so it's a little okay. bit easier to see. Thank you. I I see well, maybe not. I can go like that. If you
0: hit um, control plus, it'll zoom in. Uh Control plus on the keyboard.
2: I think because I'm in presenting mode, it's... Oh, okay. Let me (laughs) scroll back up here. Sorry. Please hold. All right. How's that? Can you see that, Mona? Yeah, I can see it.
11: As well. I, I guess I can just walk you through um, this proposal is for my rocket grant that I got through the Charlotte Street Foundation. Um, and part of my proposal was that I wanted to do a mural near Haskell. And since I've lived here for so many years, I've been just really interested in kind of transforming this Frontage Road. That's the road that goes underneath 23rd Street Bridge. And it's also the uh, Burroughs Creek Rail Trail bike. So like the sidewalk that you see is a part of that bike path. Um, And, you know, uh, it's so it's proximity to Lauren or to Haskell is it's so near and it kind of feels to me like a like a gateway really um, And you know I just felt like it was really important as a part of my project to kind of reflect the culture that we have at Haskell, the native culture and especially like women like Native women's kind of empowerment and so that's why I had proposed to do a ribbon skirt like design on these pillars. Um, which you'll see next. And so here's a mock-up of what I would be painting. Um, and the design that you see is something that we use a lot in a lot of our um, cultural dress and what what is called a ribbon skirt. And so women's skirts are lined with these beautiful satiny ribbons. And then a lot of times we'll do fabric applique over the top. And it just feels like a really appropriate area to kind of try to project, you know, this this part of our culture and kind of liven up that dark gray area. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, and so that was what I had proposed for my rocket grant. Um, I just kind of been you know wanting to place native art around town and I thought this was a really good spot to do it at. Great.
0: Thank you so much, Mona. You're
1: welcome. Uh,
0: I want to just a quick question, so I know this. You're only proposing on the east side, correct?
11: Well, I mean, that was just my my quick ask. I I would like to do both sides, but I, you know, the way that the other side is situated, um, it's, it's behind yeah. that. Um, it's behind like that little, you know, the concrete,
0: somewhat retained, you know, those the things, bar- the separators. Yeah, Jersey barriers go across, and so you don't have a sidewalk, <laughs> so it would be a little trickier.
11: It is. I've, I've been over there quite a few times, kind of surveying, of course, measuring and seeing, like, how big the pillars are. Um, you know, there is a lot of graffiti, especially on that, like, retaining wall. I don't know what else to call it. Um, yeah. And so, you know... I would. And now that I've got the community arts grant, you know, that will kind of push me along to be able to expand everything that I'm doing with my rocket grant. And so (laughs) um, I would like to do the other side, because then it would feel like you're going through a gateway, you know, like kind of like a really cool beautified.
0: (laughs) Okay. And then you are talking about painting. I see you, you wrote 10 feet circumference. You Mm -hmm. want to paint the entire column, not just the the facades.
11: Yeah, the whole thing, just, you know, but the designs would be on the front, like more facing the roads.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't You would do the whole column in. Yeah, I
11: would paint like a solid line around the entire column, but the front facing part that's facing the like how you see in the picture, those images would be. Um, but, you know, you got to, yeah, got to get the whole thing.
0: <laughs> Thanks. That's helpful. Yeah. I just kind of understand this.
11: Yeah. You. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, even too, like, even putting like a really nice solid color along that back wall right there would be really fun. If, you know, I had more funds, I would probably paint the entire thing, but, you know, <laughs> I just got to kind of wrangle it in a little bit. Um, it looks like somebody made their home. when that guy was building that little wall up, see where that white paint is on the back? They yeah. had built like a little tiny wall with those rocks and he was like living back there. Because I used to live on that side of town and I would walk on that bike trail all the time. And I remember someone living up there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's anybody's living there now, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> just yeah, a I, live, I live near there too and walk by there often and um there was quite a bit of activity at one time but it's been quite a while now yeah yeah so i definitely have some nice
1: things i could say about the proposal but i, I kind of want to open the floor and see if anybody else on the commission has any any questions or or concerns um before i i sing your praises
4: <laughs> really excited! We have a rocket grant. Um, yeah, grants are from Kansas City greater area. So we don't always get Lawrence artists represented. So I'm really excited about that. Mona was also the uh, one of the two Lawrence artists that had a public art as part of the new airport. So mm-hmm. I think she's bringing some great projects to town, and her work is going out as well. So hey. it's exciting.
5: Yeah, thank I you. think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really, really like it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Oh, I'm
11: sorry. This image okay. is the Habitat for Humanity building in Topeka.
2: This one, yeah.
11: Uh, no, this is on 11th in Pennsylvania and then
9: the next larger oh, one. Oh, this one is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I love the um, non-traditional kind of canvas nature of this, you know, using, using the pillars for your canvas. Um, I think you should absolutely do both sides. <laughs> okay <laughs> um I, I mean that's just m- my opinion because it will feel <laughs> to me incomplete if you don't, yeah, uh, but i you know I love the fact it's covered it's sustainable. i mean it's gonna stay there for a um, typical murals have to endure um this is really a very cool proposal, and thank you for bringing it. You've made my day
11: mm-hmm. right on, thank you. I'm excited. I've been really, um, ever since they rechanged that whole area, um, it just feels like it needs some extra love.
1: Great. Yeah, I'll say that I really appreciate the, as, as Tim was kind of kind of talking about, the, the fact that the columns are, are a different sort of canvas than people are often working on. Um, I will also say that, you know, you mentioned there had been quite a bit of graffiti. Uh, under the bridge and underneath overpasses is a pretty, you know, pretty famously uh, commonplace for people to spray paint simply because there's a lot of uh, kind of privacy to to, uh, to do graffiti. Um, having beautiful artwork is actually a great way to reduce some of that. Um, uh, and I, I, I will say that, um, you know, Tim also mentioned that he was in favor of you doing both sides, and this proposal is specifically for the columns.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that as a body, you might have additional funding. That we, um, our recommendation to the city commission is not just to approve this, but you know also take into consideration the the fact that um, that that other space would would also be um, preferable for for a mural placement. I think if we approved it as is. That that would be uh, that would go outside the bounds of what mm-hmm. we're recommending, but I, yeah. I think we can we can we can tack maybe tack on some language, and, and maybe then the city commission can tack on their own language. Just because um, I agree that having both sides would be great. Um, I, I anything that, that brings more shine to Haskell in our community is always something I'm in favor of. So um, that, that's all I've got to say. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if anybody else has any other questions or concerns, but if not, as always. I would uh, I would look for a motion to approve our recommendation to the city commission to approve this mural
0: placement and oh, oh order. I'm going to ask for a pause. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and I'm just I have to. So Mona submitted this recently, and I was out mm-hmm. of town over the Easter holiday, so I've not had a chance to really delve into this. But I I do think we need to add a caveat to our motion that I need to do some due diligence, Mona, and just make sure that this, we have the authority to approve and property. I'm pretty sure it is, but I need to double check and make sure that that's accurate. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to make a false promise in this process, but I think your support is evident here. And I just want to add that to the motion of, you know, pending further internal review or something to that effect.
11: Okay. That's understandable. Um, I was wondering, because, you know, who knows, I think there was an, um, when Van Gogh had done the one under the 31st Street Bridge, um, that bridge was different than the one that's the K-10, because we were talking about trying to paint the other one, too. (laughs) Because, I mean, you get artists together and we're like, let's paint everything. And so, (laughs) um, (laughs) but then he, uh, Rick Wright had said um, that he wasn't sure who owned or who to approach. So um, I understand that needing to, you know, figure out who to get the approval from.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Especially as we talk about potentially doing more as well. So yeah. once we find that out and if it's the information, I think it will be, then we should be good to go. Okay. Thank you.
9: Okay. So we need to try to attempt to make a motion out of this. Do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Porter, you mentioned one caveat and we had kind of, discussed a a second a second caveat basically saying that that our our endorsement goes beyond the simply the pillars as demonstrated and extends to the other side as well potentially the backsplash there um so um i would look to i would ask if somebody unless porter stops me essentially i would ask somebody to make a motion um that we we go ahead and approve this mural proposal with those two caveats: a, that we don't know whether or not the city even has the authority to paint on these structures, um, so we'll need to look into that first, and then b, um, we would be more than excited to see that the mural go beyond what is depicted uh, in the presentation to the other side and potentially other parts of the underpass. So that's that's what I'm looking for. I see orders frantically writing, but hopefully that's not. Um,
5: <laughs> it's okay, recording. Daniel, I'll make yeah. that motion. And I'll you, have you've us. already laid it out
1: great thank you mary so, tim i'll happy, happily second it fantastic thank you tim for seconding that motion i will go ahead and do a roll call now starting with marlo right. and then mary approve and then marciana approve and then jill Approve. and then tim approve and i shall also approve meaning that our recommendation to the city commission to approve this mural proposal with those two caveats um has passed unanimously um so thank you so much for joining us, Mona. Uh, you you uh, the fact that you, you're doing you know great work in Lawrence and then also Kansas City and Topeka really shows that you know regionally now you're um, just a, a bright star. And I I uh, am looking forward to seeing this get completed and and whatever else you have up your sleeve. So thank, <laughs> thank you, you for joining. us. <laughs> thank yeah. you guys. Thank appreciate
11: you. it. Thank you, Mona. Thank you so awesome much. much. Okay.
1: Thanks. Fantastic. So that will um, take us through to our second and final uh, agenda item under new business, which is item B. Uh, and that is um, updating and finalizing the artist contract for the Phoenix Ward artist uh, is Tony. Um, so I will throw it, over to, I'll throw it over to staff and maybe we can take a look at this yeah. contract.
2: We need to get a couple of things ironed out here before I can get this over to Tony Um, And this includes uh, vendor information. I have this highlighted here as a note to myself uh, to make sure we have the correct vendor information from the city and make sure she's um, filling all of that out on our side so we won't worry about this one. Um, But first I wanted to nail down the number of awards that we would like to ask her um, to create. And I know we've talked about a range uh, six to 12 in the past. um, And I wanted to just circle back Back and see if that is still um, what you would like to include in this. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Porter and I can have conversations with her uh, if she has any questions about this. Um, and I wanted to also circle back on this July 1st date. Uh, do any of you have strong feelings about any of this? Um, are we feeling... Like six is too little. We can always bump that to 10. We can really decide how many we want now.
3: And What's usually done?
0: It varies. So, mm-hmm. How many? I said it varies. Yeah, it does vary. And that's what I was trying to remember. I think six is the number that seems, because we used to, we did one for the case at the art Center, one for here, uh, one for each. Right, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. COVID sports mm-hmm. reality. The
5: problem is knowing how many nominations we're going to get right. and in what categories. Right. That's so right. have we, we go gotten now. any nominations in yet at all? I have not received any. And I,
2: they're supposed to come to City Hall, um, but they are for Parks and Rec. So I need to, uh, I haven't received any. No one has.
5: Um, Alerted me, and we're saying our deadline is the end of May. Is that right?
2: Yes, and I can double check for that as well. I don't. We
5: did
4: look for social media posts, and I didn't see anything from Parks mm-hmm. Record or the city. Can we get something out there that I could just easily share to the Facebook groups? Absolutely. I think that really helps with the sculptural yeah. exhibition. It just mm-hmm. makes it
2: really. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. And I also do think potentially um, the number of awards we're asking. Uh, to be created, that might influence the de- the deadline. Um, you know, if we're asking for six, I think July might be uh, a doable timeline. But you know, if we're asking for double that amount, we might need to say, you know, maybe the first six can come to us by this date, and you know, to use four photos and that kind of thing, uh, and then maybe have the remainder submitted at a later date. This is, I think, this is more the formality. She needs to kind of have an idea of what we're asking, and then Porter and I can definitely have com- conversations
5: with her. Porter, do you remember how many categories there are? Um, maybe Abby has it.
0: It's in that criteria, oh, wow. but also mm-hmm. it is on our website.
5: I definitely
2: have it in a, a previous meeting notes.
5: Because often it's dependent on whether we get nominations in every category or right. All right, so
0: go. So, for example, in 1996, the first program Um, there was literary arts, musical arts, performing arts, Mary Doveton won performing arts, (laughs) um, Wayne Wildcat won visual arts, arts education, exceptional artistic achievement and special commissioners awards. So that goes back to 1996. So that was six. That was six awards. And then, um, let's see, what did we do in 2019? Oh, I don't have it on here. Dang it.
4: I remember that one felt so nice. I don't remember what the number of <laughs> nominees were, but the program six. was the perfect length.
0: That's why six good. is the number that, I mean, I see some were just three. Hmm. Um, 2015, there were three, Educator in the Arts, Exceptional Artistic Achievement, and Creative Spaces. In 2016, we had six awards, Exceptional Artistic Achievement, Musical Awards, Art Education, Visual Arts, Design Arts, Visual Arts, and Visual Arts. And, um, one, two, three, four, five in 2014, five in 2013, five in 2012 Um, so five actually more recently one, two, three, four, five yeah, so five or six tends to be the norm yeah, to your point it a lot depends on the nomination so there would be, you know the number of awardees obviously plus one for the Case, the case is changing. So, the Art Center, we're going to build a new case at the Carnegie. Um, we actually just got um, approval to do that. So, we'll have a new case that we'll start. We'll add what the Art Center has currently and then continue adding um, to that. So, we'll just need one for that. I used to get one for my office, but it, it wasn't really necessary and it wasn't for public view. So, I don't think we need to do that. So, um, you know, basically awardees plus one at least, six, seven. So eight to ten? Yeah.
4: In case one breaks, yeah. A little overflow is good, yeah.
0: So we could see if that works for her. I mean, Mm -hmm. with her work, she has... She's making these now, right? Yeah. So she'll be making something that's similar to what she's already making. So my mm-hmm. hope is that we're not putting in her, you know, inadvertently exploiting her, so to speak. But you right. know, anything she would make for this, she can, it will be hers if we don't use it. And then she can obviously sell that. Yeah. So that works.
4: She's going to sell an award.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm if kidding. it's consistent with her work. Yes, it is. I get it. Is that? Yeah. I think that'll work.
2: I do, and I like the idea of a range as well because it, it communicates we may need as many as 10, but we don't exactly know yet. Um, yeah, I think I think what's almost more important is this date as well because she does need to get started, you know. I'm sure she already is, but this might be, that might be a pretty lofty goal for her. Um, but I don't know her work style either.
5: Well, if we could at least have a couple done by then mm-hmm. so that we could use them uh, the last time we did it, we were able to use some of the artwork on a postcard right and that worked really well, I think in in getting people there and making people more aware. Mm-hmm of the awards and and giving the artist a little more recognition as well
2: right I bet you I could just change this language to say half or the majority of awards to be delivered to the city no later than July
9: 1st Um, so have you had a conversation with her I mean you know just i don't know what her process is but it just seems to me if you say we're going to need between eight and ten when do you think you can get them done mm-hmm. i mean she may come back to you and say oh well july 1 is no problem right That's true yeah i don't know that this is even that much of a conversation to have mm-hmm. at this point other than just say hey what can you do mm-hmm. right a phone and call. the event
0: itself will be in october october mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. so mid-october so you know marketing would start september 1 approximately
5: I'm trying to talk our new executive director, (laughs) featuring it in one of the panels in the uh, season ticket brochure. Oh, okay. Very cool. And if that happens, that would go out in late
0: May. Oh, oh, okay. 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 So we would need something. Well, like I said, she has similar work, so we could potentially, it doesn't have to be the award. Right, Mm -hmm. right. We're celebrating this artist. Right.
5: So, I'm, ass- get imagery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that she's going to take, well, each one isn't going to be exactly like the other one. Each right. one will have kind of its own personality, right? Yes, I assume that as well. Uh, that's consistent with what she does. Um,
2: yeah, and I'm sure if we asked her for something very similar to what she is creating, that she'd be able to provide something.
0: Yeah, I think this gives us good direction, and I didn't realize it was that soon, so that would be needed pretty quickly. But you just need photography at that point. Yeah. Okay.
5: And I have to um, work through it.
0: (laughs) I trust you on that side. We'll handle our... I
9: don't know. I don't have any
0: power anymore.
9: (laughs) Well, you know, once once we have images, it would be good. I think a number of us here have avenues that we could push this out oh for sure you, you know that are maybe a little bit more non traditional than what we've had in the past and mm-hmm. and to me it's it's all about exposure mm-hmm. and and so i want to be pushing it you know mm-hmm. as quickly as we can
0: yeah i think once we you have our key to actually reach out directly mm-hmm. to people and cuz it's it's a fair amount of work for somebody yeah um to nominate it's not an easy thing and even we need to go back now and think mm-hmm. about this um and look at past nominate, I need Mm -hmm. to do that. So let me look at past nominations because reaching out to those that have been nominated before but maybe not recognize. So I need to get on that too, so, okay. This is good. I think this gives us enough direction and we can Mm -hmm. work with her and we can, I think we can be, given what we've just determined, July 1st doesn't have to be too rigid necessarily. And we, like Tim said, we can touch base with her and find out what her thoughts are on that and then adjust accordingly.
3: Would there be a possibility for her to produce one for like a marketing? We'll
0: have to ask her, see yeah. if she. If yeah. maybe she has one done or. Yeah. And then we could put it. Or, you know, the other or, thing is it could be a studio visit yeah, and maybe such, you could just yeah. get a picture of a bunch of them as mm-hmm. just a sample and, you know. Mm-hmm. So we let me think this through. That could be really cool yeah
4: for the nomination marketing can we do either the flame which is I always read mm-hmm. or like a little insert that can come in your bill you know that way it goes to every resident but some some kind of communication that's going out doesn't have to have I think what Mary's talking about is the marketing of the event but I think marketing the submissions mm-hmm. we can just go ahead and start that yeah. right as soon yeah. as possible
2: yeah. hmm absolutely Yes, uh, I've started conversations with um, Maureen about the flame, um, and that that's lined up and good to go. I just I need think. To well, I think it's in the flame. Okay, Ooh, hang great. on. Yeah,
0: because mm-hmm. we do that annually anyway. Um, we don't do inserts anymore, believe it or oh, not. Okay. There's a cost to that because it goes out to you know twenty thousand, uh, and we just stopped using those and at, put those into the flame itself. But let me double check and make sure.
3: When promotion does go out, would you be able to maybe share that with us, and yes. then we can know that it's there, mm-hmm. um, to promote. Yeah, it's absolutely.
0: in the April Flame yeah. now accepting Phoenix Award nominations. So let me send that to you guys, and you can even you know you can even do a screenshot of just the article itself mm-hmm. and send that along, or and or with the uh, the link to the Flame. So yeah, um, that's already happened and has gone out. So yeah, we'll get that to you all so you can use that to help leverage good nominations. Great. Mm-hmm. Great.
1: Thank you, Porter. Thank you, Abby. It's, it doesn't seem like we need any action. It sounds like you have the information you need to move forward yes. with, with the contract. Thanks. So uh, at this point, we can move on to old business. Um, first up is reviewing the budget, which I believe is just the the every meeting glance at the budget, um, which we kind of started doing mm-hmm. after last uh last year's uh retreat um i don't know if there's anything wildly interesting that you want to point out but
2: this was updated to reflect um the outer downtown sculpture exhibition um and has not been updated since we uh decided how many artists we wanted and how, how much to a lot to that so this is going to look familiar But touching base is always good.
4: Under miscellaneous mm-hmm. office, is there opportunity for marketing? Like, is there a little overflow that could be used to do, like, a sponsored social media post on Instagram or something about the Phoenix Award submissions? Even if it's 50 bucks, you know, $100 just getting something, some additional marketing reach? Is that in the realm of possibility?
0: Sorry, repeat mm-hmm. the first part of that. Um, we'll yes is the answer, Okay. I just mm. need to make sure I understand what you're asking.
4: In that miscellaneous category, there's like $1,000 there. Yes. Do yes. we have yes. access yes. to that for like $100 for a boosted post so it yes. can get beyond our usual? reach.
1: D. Mm-hmm. L. B. Smith, yeah, I think that that's a, a great, a great usage of that miscellaneous money. We we've kind of touched on that one thousand or one thousand dollars line item a bunch of times, and we've never really like done anything with it. And the nominations for the Phoenix Awards seems like a pretty crucial time to, mm-hmm. to make that money count.
0: So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea, and we can get that in there. Typically, in the in the past, when I was more focused on arts and culture, a lot of that went to subscriptions and things like Americans for the Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that so that's what we've used it for historically but it's available for all this stuff so that's a good idea
1: Um, if we are going to um, throw out a dollar amount that we want to be used to promote the phoenix award nominations across social media do we need to specify that amount and do we need to vote on that
0: no i think we can figure that out, and we do it anyway for other social media. So it's not expensive, obviously. You guys know that. It's pretty cheap, and so we can get that out that way.
1: Great. Well, I'm glad that we reviewed the budget as we do every meeting. Um, Unless anybody has any questions or concerns, we can move on to our second uh, item in Old Business, which is uh, the program budget memo, which is uh, something Porter... uh, This has queued up for us.
2: This is this guy, do you want me to share this? Um,
0: Yeah, Yeah. you can share this. So this is the memo that we submit, and uh, I've been working on this with Parks and Recreation, now that TGT is over there. So basically, from our previous conversation last month, um, we kept the 20,000 flat for Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition, increased community arts grants to 70,000, um, which you have this year because of the um, rollover, the rollover. Um, and then 6,000 which is also an increase um, similar to this year because the 3,000 came together but the thinking being is go ahead and do that so we can actually pay some of these artists more money for their um, work and have more money for the event itself and marketing and that type of thing. And then um, the miscellaneous kept at 1,000 so 97,000 for that. And then what we did was, as I told you, we went through all the CIP per the policy. And if you scroll down. Tell me when. Keep going all the way to the next page. So the calculation there is, these are all the, so the way this, this policy, one thing I do want to do is look at the public art policy as part of our planning process um, to is this the best policy? Is this what we want to do? These are the kinds of questions I think we're worth asking. But currently, the policy states that you look at the previous year's CIP and eligible projects to determine the following year's potential CIP. Um, 2% for art is the maximum that may be asked for. Now, it's not automatic, it's not an ordinance. I want to be clear with people. Other cities have ordinances. We have a resolution that says we may set aside up to 2% for public art projects and also for um, performance um, venues. So it could actually be a stage in a park is another opportunity for this. So these are the eligible projects. I went through all of them. Those are the amounts available. Um, total calculation and the 2% for art calculation is that. Um, as part of the unmistakable identity, we're looking at submitting this. Obviously the commission can say no or they can adjust that amount. but. This is where it is, and we thought we need to, you know, really. We have not been, with COVID and other things, we really weren't focused on this as much. So now's an opportunity to take a look at it. So, with, you know, this would be something that, if you guys are amenable, that's what we would submit um, as part of your budget for next year.
4: Well, this made my day. Mm-hmm. I read that, and I was so happy <laughs> because, you know, post-pandemic we've lost some ground, and we had several years. So it's wonderful to double up. This year, just because we didn't use that funding, but having this have some gold <laughs> at the end of the rainbow just makes me so happy. And like, if that seventy thousand for community arts grants was a staple in the budget, I think that would be a wonderful outcome.
1: D. L. B. Smith, I'd like to follow up Marlo's comment by sort of throwing this back at you because, you know, a while back, some members of this body wrote a letter to the city commission. Uh, specifically, it was concerned with. The, the amount of money that was being allocated to, to arts and culture in our community, and also the amount of staff that were allocated, and um, and so this, and obviously Porter, who's sitting in front of me, sort of represent moving toward in that direction. So I'm also very very happy about this, um, and also would like to point out that this is your doing. So if you're happy about it,
4: <laughs> we got to get it approved first. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's, not that's, true. that's
1: true. But but asking asking is the, f- the first
0: step. Yep. So. And just to make sure everybody's clear, including people listening in or may see this video later, the CIP is a bricks-and-mortar budget, so I really want to be clear about that. A lot of people think that this money can go to other programs and stuff. Because it's capital improvement money, it has to go to bricks-and-mortar, and And there are very specific regulations on that money. So just for everybody's understanding, that would be limited to um, actual bricks-and-mortar. So
5: can you clarify for me a little bit? Um, I understand it's bricks and mortar, and I understand that the operating budget for the commission is totally separate. Is there any, um, I don't want to say carryover, but, but I think sometimes when people look at the investment in arts in Lawrence, they look at, at this amount rather than the, um, than the amount that our commission has. And I, the, the sense that I get from visiting with people is that there is an interest in increasing the amount of, of community arts grants that kind of money, making more of more of that available to people in the community, so that there's more of a grassroots arts and and support for local arts, mm-hmm. rather than just I shouldn't say just because the arts pieces that we have around the city are wonderful, and and this is wonderful. I just um, get a sense that that maybe. This is more of an outsize use of arts money, and possibly if we're looking at, at adjusting things in the future, there could be more of an investment in, mm-hmm.
0: in the arts organizations within the city. I think that's a good thing to bring to this plan. Um, that's exactly the kind of information to share, uh, to be very specific about that under the current circumstances, you know, this is this policy mm-hmm. which is interesting because in a way it's very liberal, but it's also very restrictive in saying may. And of course it's an area, it's probably not a priority for the city commission in general as, as, uh, as much as other infrastructure. So it's two very different uh-huh. funding sources. So I don't know how to answer beyond that. Yeah, I understand yeah. what you're saying yeah. and I'm glad to raise the amount at least to Propose the idea of that, and it's really good to get that in the collective consciousness that, you know, how can we find funding to benefit local artists, and how do we put that stake in the ground? That's part of this education material yeah. I'm putting together. If that's a priority, how do we put that into a plan um, to figure out ways to make that happen?
5: As I think right now, and I think there, there have been some quotes in the... In the Newspaper too, that people look at investment in arts in Lawrence, and they look at at that number. Totally. Rather than.
0: <laughs> what's that yeah. reality? Hmm? The, other than what's reality? Yeah. 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 It's. I mean, I think knowing that the police projects, for instance, a lot of people have pointed at that um, because they don't understand it came out of the CIP. Mm-hmm. It had to be spent with bricks and mortar because it's CIP. It has to last. A certain amount of years mm-hmm. so it is isn't something that you can have an artist that's not familiar with working in exterior environment right. do something that won't last the required amount of time um, so it, it's part of it is education part of it is just easy to target bigger numbers um, so I you know part of it is hopefully you all can explain that or you know get people to me to help them understand that but it's a dilemma I think we need to be clear this is a proposed request based on a policy but until the whole budget is approved that number may not be you know realistic and the policy is um, lacking in clear direction this is where an ordinance is very clear Um, this policy is very open-ended again it's really well intended it was very visionary when it was originally drafted but it doesn't give you concrete a concrete path forward per se so that's part of the challenge of this, too, is that it's, it's, um, it's a great policy on one hand, but it's a li- it, it could use some updating. So hopefully that will help, and hopefully that will be part of our planning process. If they can make recommendations of how we might adjust that as well. Uh, it's an education challenge, really, I think, mostly.
4: And how is this budget proposed to the commission? Do you have an opportunity, Porter, to communicate that these are two separate pools? And that, you know, I just want to make sure our 70,000 community arts grant is advocated for and isn't overshadowed by the larger number like of the 2%. Because <laughs> people come, you know, they yeah. might be a public commenter and they're listening like, oh, the arts have so much funding. Like, no, we're fighting our hearts out for this small little piece of the pie. And I just want to make sure that's front and center. This
0: is in the packet? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this is the memo, this is, I don't know if we're going to use the exact same format, but this is the template we've used. So this is the type of memo that everybody submits to, you know, budget proposals, which there are hundreds of them, as you can imagine. So, but this does go in, and if you look, it actually explains exactly what you're saying, is why are we asking for more money? Scroll down to the um, community arts grants.
4: Yeah, that was, I read that, that was brilliant. Yeah. I loved
0: it. So that's that's the articulation yeah. of why this is happening.
4: Does it go, like, do you get a verbal opportunity to present your case, or only if a commissioner asks Typically, you?
0: as part of the bigger, you know, budget process, we'll have an opportunity, because the first step is the city manager's proposed budget, recommended okay. budget, and so we'll have an opportunity to, you know, at least defend this, so to speak, okay. in a meeting with them as well. Um, and just to be realistic, there are many of these happening, sure. so...
4: I do wonder, like messaging-wise, because I get that feedback that Mary shared, just from the public at large that don't understand the difference in those pools of funding. I don't know if on our community arts or cultural arts page on the website, there could be some delineation and just talk about, this is our annual budget. It's really this small for our programs every single year, and it's really important to the community. And then this is this public art thing, which is important as well, but that's not the money that we're distributing and managing. Um, I think, with your nice communications background, Abby's marketing experience, just doing some messaging on that would be really cool from the city side.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, let me I'm not look the into how to do best that.
5: Best person to read from a distance. But do do we say in there anywhere? Do we give the uh, the amount that was asked for this year?
2: Yeah, I think you did. That two hundred two thousand. Uh, the the total ask. For community arts grants this year. It was the 200,000,
0: 2,000 and something. Um, We did say that, you know, in previous years, because not just this year, but I went back and looked and almost every year, there's three times the ask for the amount available. Right, do we we I didn't say it in this one. But I said, you know, in previous years this grant fund only covers about one-third of applicant requests.
5: Yeah, but if if you could really give them a figure and say, you know, even with-
0: As an example? Yeah. Yeah, I can put that in there.
5: Because sometimes that kind of a concrete figure makes an impression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Okay. D.L.B. Smith, I'm hearing quite a bit of silence. Does anybody else have any, any other comments on, on uh, this- uh, this budget memo that that Porter shared with us.
9: Porter, remind me, how big is the city budget?
0: I don't know offhand, and I dare not say it.
9: (laughs) Big. Yeah, and we're asking for $97,000.
0: Well, again, you have to be careful. This is, you know, it's a complex budget. I get it. Um, There are multiple funds, so it's not, you know, this is, I think, the biggest confusion is TGT fund is very different from CIP funding from the general fund. Um, so everybody has to understand it's not like your household budget where you have a savings account and a right. checking account. And I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes from. To Mary's point, people see big numbers and they just make assumptions um, that are often not accurate. Daniel B. Smith, well, um, looking at this
1: potential, you know, I- increase in funding for mortar, brick and mortar projects and looking at the relatively um, the smaller amount that we have f- for funding, um, programming. Um, You know, obviously it'd be nice to potentially shift that a little bit um, to match up with with what people actually want to do with the money. Um, But we also might want to start looking at the projects that we're funding through community arts grants that could potentially be um, more more brick and mortar and and try and be a little bit more... um, more crafty uh, so that our, our dollars go farther and this by the way is an intentional segue i'm attempting to make onto the next subject <laughs> which is uh our committee update reviewing the march 29th community arts grants meeting so unless anybody wants to continue looking at the budget memo i think we could talk a little bit about that uh, march 29th meeting what was decided um how arduous it was and uh, maybe fill in some folks who who weren't able to attend and, and get some get some input there Um, So I will kick things off and just say that um, the meeting went well. I think everybody who participated, you know, did a great job, and we managed to find a very um, uh, reasonable way to to progress through the deliberation. Um, Obviously, it it is a difficult process because at at the end of the day, we have to, um, we can only fund so many of the requests. Um, I'm curious if anybody who wasn't able to be there has had a chance to look over the outcome um, and has any any input, including Marla, who was on the road. I'm so glad that you didn't get in a car accident. You weren't driving, driving. right? Okay, yeah. But it still always freaks me out whenever I can hear the the road noise.
9: (laughs) Not being there, um, I would say that that feels like it reflects how I personally voted. So it sounds to me that there was some consensus mm-hmm. amongst the group about the request. So it looks great.
1: D.O.B. Smith, I, I, I will say that um, following the, the decision that we made, I, you know, I stand by it, but I do think that um, it, thinking back on, on the deliberation, I was definitely caught thinking about the, the difference um, between the scopes of some of the, the projects. Um, and I think that um, you know some of the smaller projects end up getting kind of lost in the shuffle, especially some of the, the folks who are maybe newer. And I know we've talked about trying to host some some um, evenings where folks could come by and we could help coach them through that. Um, I definitely see that as sticking out to me as, as one sort of rocky element is that, Folks who are who are smaller and newer um, end up not really standing out from from the crowd. Um, I don't know if other people perceive that as an actual issue. Um, if we do in continue increasing how much funding we have for grants, I could see us maybe having a I don't want to say little league, but having a a smaller category for um, with a smaller pool and a smaller cap that folks who don't feel like they can really compete large organizations could maybe maybe um, apply to, but I, I don't know how people feel about that. And I'm literally just coming up with stuff you off the top of to my head. have to come home. up
5: with a lot more money first. Yeah, we go, that'll be the first step. One of the things that I visited with Porter a little bit about after the meeting was maybe the possibility of doing uh, a soft deadline mm. and a hard deadline next time around so that people who were not familiar with the grant process could get their materials in by the soft deadline and get some feedback and get some guidance on how they might restructure things a little bit maybe and make their grants more attractive.
1: Yeah, I think that sounds great. And I know that we even had a little bit of um, technical issues where some of Mm -hmm. we needed to check in on some details. Um, So I definitely think that sounds great.
5: And I I think that, I, I don't know, Porter, if you had an opportunity to um, make sure that all the grants were... Um, is is vi- viable the, the word you're looking for? or That's a good word. Yeah. Fully good word. fleshed out. Um, well, fully fleshed out, but um, also in line with all of the um, criteria, expectations, qualifications, regulations of the grant.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Of these, I think, 2 I'm working with the grant applicants to do that. So we're working through that as best we can on the other side of things.
5: Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's where I think that um, possibly some early action needs to come in before it gets to this point in the process. So that by the time the grants come to the commission to be voted on, we know that every single one of them is fully mm-hmm. um, in agreement with all of the strictures.
0: Yeah.
9: Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. That
4: way
3: they're getting docked per yeah.
4: And the Creative Arts Commission yeah. does that. So when you submit on Submittable, you'll get a period where like, oh, fix this. You know, this is an issue with your budget, or there's that time period, so having that, I like the way you worded that, the soft and the hard deadline, like having those opportunities, I think even for an experienced grant writer, that's super helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I agree, and we're going to work on implementing this. I want to remind you all, we are not a granting agency, (laughs) Um, that we're doing a lot of other stuff while also trying to manage these grants, the TTT. it, points taken and yeah part of it is just also staff time and the well i think we
5: have an obligation to the people who are coming to us to serve them in the best way possible agreed and if that isn't something that staff has the time to do then maybe there ought to be um outreach to people in the community that would form a pool that would be available to do that but i, I think that if if we're saying that these are our rules, and this is the money we have to give. I, I think we need to be able to do our utmost to allow people to access that money, but also to do it in a way that is fair to everybody
9: who applies. And, and to to Porter's point, is there a way, and I mean this is just kind of my simplistic way of saying it, but is there a way that as if if we can do this and there's staff time to do it we move forward, that we could develop almost like a an FAQ, you know, something where we are building a body of knowledge, of here's what we've seen, right? Here are prior applicate, you know, some deficiencies that we've noticed, mm-hmm. so that maybe folks can self-help a little bit along. I mean, I don't know if that's effective. I'm just I think it m- would be brainstorming at this yeah. point. I think for many people, it would be because I hear I hear all of the, I, this is a great idea. Yes, I get it. So can we? can we use you know real-time experience to build a knowledge base then that subsequent applicants can turn to to say oh somebody did this and it didn't and they needed to fix it and i'm doing that
5: mm-hmm.
9: i i don't know i mean That's part of it is
5: people don't read the rules
9: yeah. well and 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 at that point then you have to kind of say well you're an adult <laughs> right i mean you can you can lead a horse to water, as they say, right? I mean, I want to, I agree. I mean, I think we should do this, but I think at some point in time, you can't pick everybody up all the time. They have to be responsible for picking themselves up if you've provided. But I, I agree.
2: I think an FAQ that's tailored to this specific grant definitely could be helpful and, and worth, and worth the time to create. And, you know, I I see your point, too. Like, if you can't, if you're making very silly, not silly, I mean, but mistakes on more of the simple parts of it, like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's not necessarily something we would cover in the FAQ. It would just be, like, the stuff that's tailored to the specific grant. Am I hearing you?
4: And I think, too, I do see the point we're not a granting agency, but we do have the grant program. And I feel like these applications were submitted in December, seems to me there was ample time and i think it was just that staff turnover and now we're in this zone where we're you know we got our efficiencies back and things are going so i think there will be ample time in the future down the line i think this one was just product of the situation
0: yeah i agree with that um, i appreciate you hearing us and yeah i think things have shifted in a good way admittedly even the covid stuff is impacting us getting through these agreements is being has been really challenging because of changes as the outcome of COVID, we have changes with our vendor system. We have changes with our entire financial system. So that's causing us to have to go back and do a lot more um, work on this. So, you know, there's a lot of factors involved. What I can say is with this, this is all really good stuff and I appreciate it. And I agree, we owe this to people to do this right. So um, we'll do better. You know, we really will, we can build this in. And I think also at some point in the near future to review the criteria, uh, for the community arts grants and get that done as soon as possible so we'll add that to a future agenda item so you guys can go through that and that definitely needs some updating as well um, that hasn't mm-hmm. been updated in quite a while so taking a good look at that and maybe forming a committee to review that would be a good idea.
1: Daniel B. Smith just to add one last thing um, which I mean honestly it's kind of a big thing to, to, to end on, but I do feel like um, in some of the discussions we've had in the past, especially you know in some of our um, retreats, I mean, we've talked about how um, you know so the, through the community arts grants and some of the other channels that exist for funding different different events and organizations. Um, it, it seems like occasionally there will be an event um, that comes up at, for for funding, which seems like essentially. Um, a required event something that the city um, and the, the people who live in Lawrence see as being so essential to the identity of our community that it, it has to happen um, and so I, I do think um, when those events are, are coming through the normal application process and and we feel like our funding for that event m- might you know dramatically uh, affect whether or not it happens it feels like to to a certain extent our our hands are are tied as far as deciding to fund that and i i know in the past you know we've talked a little bit about tgt funding versus general fund um and some of that those discussions and in those discussions people talked about maybe trying to take some of those events which are you know quintessential uh lawrence events that need to happen every year and maybe see seeing those receive like an elevated status um where the, the city might choose to fund them through through general fund as a line item, um, and I think that that's something that I don't think we need, we should solve that right now. And I realize it's a big ask for staff and you know and everybody involved. But um, I think it's something worth thinking about because um, I do think that some of these events um, are are really core to what what the city um, the city's uh, identity, and and that might be a way of S- separating out some of the funding and allowing the community arts grants to go towards
0: some more innovative, um, more innovative projects. Yeah, just a point of clarity, and I don't think you meant this, but you mentioned TGT grants, and then you said general fund. The TGT grants are not coming from the general fund. Just for clarity, it is transit guest tax money. Sure, also, sure, yeah, you, I meant the, I meant the, our, our
1: funding is all. All coming out of that TGT pool, versus the general fund, which is not is unrelated to our funding. So, um, if the city wanted to take an event which was deemed essential, and move it over as a line item, they get this amount every year in the as a line item in the in the general fund, separate from what we're doing. You know, that would free us up to, to fund to fund more things instead of having you know the same the same events every year, which are kind of a given that that we know we're going to fund. Um, up again and again um and it it's i mean to me it's interesting i, I wonder if some of those events if, if for whatever reason we ended up ranking them really low and not funding them I, i'm dubious as to whether or not they they would actually not happen i feel like some of those events um kind of need to happen so that is i, I feel like a uh another area we can explore but anyways as i said kind of a weird giant thing to to end off on i don't know if anybody else has anything else they want to add but um
4: i agree with that and i love that idea of the signature events and i don't think it's too early like i think this is my favorite time of discussion when it's in the future and we have some time to strategize on it so i would love that to be an agenda item i know derek has been a part of that conversation before maybe having him at the table on that one as well um but i think that's a a great topic for a future meeting.
5: I agree. I think so too. And I think Kim might be a yes. good person to be involved in that as well because I've I've had a little bit of this discussion with her as well.
2: Absolutely. I think this would be great stuff to put into that conversation of updating the, the qualifications for the community arts grants and you know maybe specifying Events, but new events, or you know,
1: groundbreaking in a different
2: way—not something that is a staple.
1: Um, Deobee you know Smith and I, I think that you know, obviously, since our funding and, and the funding that goes to the community arts grants um, is all on that TGT side. There's also obviously the TGT, you know, the TGT fund, um, and and I, I know that we've talked before about how those are really meant to be sort of incubator funds for new things. Um, so I do, I do.
5: I don't. I disagree. I disagree absolutely with that statement.
1: Well, I know that with the TGT, um, the TGT,
5: applying for TGT
1: funds, you're only, there's a limit on how many times you can apply. Uh,
5: That sort of went in one year and it was never enforced because COVID hit. Right. And I think that that is, as far as I'm concerned, that is a huge point of discussion because I think you're talking about two very, very, very Different concepts for tourism. So we can have that discussion another time. Sure, <laughs> we should. Yeah, I, mean,
4: I, le- I think those are great conversations to have because I think that is a philosophical approach. Mm-hmm. We're at a time they were saying you can only apply yeah. for four years, yeah. and they got away from that. So yeah, I think
5: that's silly when
1: you're talking tourism. And, I, and I'm mostly b- saying that that's what the, the TGT funding is for. Or the specific, based on what what I feel like I've been told and i don't know if, the, if is the now so so is that is that still with the tgt
4: there was nothing in this year's guideline right. that referred and to
1: is is it do we have any idea if that's going to come back at any point or is that completely
0: yeah the, and remember there's a tgt grant advisory board that's separate And so we need to pull them together um, to review those criteria. And to Mary's point, I think Mary makes a really strong point. When we started, you know, part of this is history. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, One has to remember that part of the reason for that grant program was because people were coming to city commission meetings and asking for out of cycle money, and it wasn't fair. Um, and so there was concern about that so what do you do you create a fair process and that was the TTT grant fund which was implemented in 2016 I think the first time Um, at that time before COVID and other things um, the idea the thought was you know to some of these longstanding programs theoretically would get other funding and maybe not need so much support this way Phil, this gets very philosophical. We all know that. So, so anyway, I think now we're in an entirely different realm, frankly, and a whole new reality with things. So it's, it's, it's overdue. We were trying to get to it last year and just couldn't get to it with the, um, the board. So this year we'll go back and, and review those. What it does say, it, you know, it does support both um, um, sports programming and events and arts and culture, and it tries to strike that balance. Uh, as best it can, and there's a representative for this board. Mary's done it a couple of times, um, and others have done it as well. So it's, a, it's an ongoing tension, frankly, yeah. um, because some believe that it should all go back to re- refunding the TGT um, fund um, by filling hotel rooms. But it does acknowledge the fact that sales tax is part of the conversation as well. The, sa- the challenge is we can't track sales tax the same way we can track um heads and beds and airbnb so let's not get too deep into that. sure yes it gets complex but yeah i didn't mean to take us completely off road the only only point i was
1: trying to make is that i feel like it 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 would make sense if there was a natural progression whereby events um and programming could get um initial funding to get off the ground and then could receive sustaining funding and then eventually potentially get to the point where they they are not going coming back every year Um, good luck with that yeah so that's that's the that's the dream. So um,
4: we're a small market, and I make that argument all the time: is we're a hundred thousand or hundred thousand population, like attracting high-level sponsors. It's just you attract you come to a huge corporation. They're like, how many are in your city? Hundred thousand, and then you're like, sorry, no. So I think we're at a cap of how much you know sponsorships dollars. We Especially can get. One of
5: your biggest employer is the university. Yeah, yeah. it's not. <laughs>
4: But I think it would be cool, wouldn't it? Be amazing. Could we all get together with the transient guest tax advisory board? Like, could there be a joint meeting that's just on this topic? Because I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's an hour-long conversation, truly.
1: It you know, be stressful. Um I, th- I think that 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 could be possible obviously tim is her current representative on the tgt advisory board um and i think that also the very nature of the tgt advisory board is you know with the committee committee which we'll talk about later is is something that could could potentially change and um, honestly everything's everything at this point with the committee committee everything could potentially change. But um, I think that the TGT advisory board and the way that that functions is definitely specifically something that people have talked about quite a bit, um, not to get too ahead on the on the agenda, because we do have one more thing before miscellany. Um, so unless anybody has any other comments on the March 29th special meeting, I think So, w-
5: I So I have a question. So are we supposed to formally accept the special meeting recommendation on those before it gets sent to the to the city commission, or how? Where are we on that? D. L. B. Smith. My understanding was that the March
1: 29th meeting was that was our final recommendation that got passed on, and this is us just kind of reflecting and I mean, honestly, talking about some of the process stuff is, is I think that's the best thing that can come out of this meeting. I do think the soft opening idea is brilliant. So and then
0: mm-hmm. the recommendations will go to the commission when. As the claim on their agreement the, the budget was established by the City Commission so you guys are implementing that program right. based on that budget so the next step is exactly what I'm doing is getting the agreements together to okay. get that information out we've notified everybody either who are awarded or who were not awarded and we're beginning to get those I've been working through those agreements and we'll get those out and then each agreement will go through a claims process. So it'll be on a city commission docket, so to speak, is is part of our financial process. But these are the grants.
1: Um. Which means we actually have no action to take on, on it, it's just, a, just an update um, and a discussion. And so unless, if there's any other discussion, we can continue that. If not, um, we already knocked off one of the items from our staff report. Um, and the next one is simply an update on the Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition, which I'm excited to hear.
0: And yeah, I'm working on that. I've met with three of our artists. Um, two are very excited because they've never done anything like this before. Um, and we've had to adapt their work a little bit, so I'm working with them on that to get some sketches and ideas together to see what's viable for the um, locations that we're looking at. I have eight committed artists. One artist, um, it looks like, doesn't have any artwork. He submitted to other programs and they were all taken, so he said, I'm sorry, but I can't participate this year. So. Um, We have a gap there. I did, you know, we worked with um, Alicia, so she'll be doing, she agreed to that, and so she's happy to do hers and schedule uh, three events over the course of the year that she can show her inflatable sculpture, which I think is wonderful. Um, So we do have one gap, which we could use that funding for another artist, or we could use that funding to look into the um, AutoCast. Um, online map option because it is about the same amount to, to participate in that as well. And I can't remember if we budgeted specifically for. Well, I think we'll we left some money in there.
2: Roll up. I believe we did as well. But yeah, I, I thought just we had
4: the audio tour on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was on there. Yeah.
0: Okay, we put 400 in. I need to contact them mm-hmm. to find out what. That's probably low. Um, so, mm-hmm. I'll have to look at that. But, um,
5: so right now we're budgeted for 10 artists, and you said 10 artists got and I have eight? eight currently. Could have made more grants. <laughs>
4: That's what I always think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: DMB Smith. Um, I mean, my inclination is not to um, it, not to take that money and and um, bring in another artist, but to use it for for the uh, the audio mapping and and potentially also some other other um, miscellaneous things that we we could do to um, enhance the outdoor sculpture exhibition. Um, so that that would be my. My inclination would be to keep it, keep it where it is, and and um, see if we can utilize it um, as we get closer to the exhibition, and see if we can be a little bit creative and use it to raise the profile of the event, and uh, and, and make things. Um, that's thirty-five hundred dollars. That's pretty
5: in in our budget. That's a lot. It is. You know? Yeah.
4: Is there a budget for any kind of reception? I know we've done that audio, or that walking tour in the past, which has been a lot of fun. I can't see back here. <laughs> Sorry. There, how we much do, is we that? We have $1,000. Oh, $1,000. $1, OK. So that seems ample yeah. for that. So.
0: And to add to this, too, realistically, with everything, all these challenges I've mentioned, I, I think the earliest we could possibly do anything would be final Friday in, in June. would be great. Um, mm-hmm. If that works for everybody, you wanted to do it sooner, and I'm just like, <laughs> that's not realistic. That puts too much pressure on people. So
4: I love it because I think in the previous years we've done end of May, and that's Memorial Day weekend, and so sometimes people are out of town. I know I can't make that. So can we sit on it? Like, are we able to if we all go home and have some brilliant ideas <laughs> in the evening about what to do with three thousand dollars? Can we come back next month?
0: T-O-B yeah, Smith. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Actually, I think for you all, you know, like we have done, we can do the sculpture walk. It's hard to spend $1,000 when you're mobile, (laughs) honestly. Um, So... Creating an event would be really
4: it would. exciting and
0: wonderful, especially coming yeah. out of COVID, and we yeah. need to you know to pay for catering even potentially.
4: What if each station had its own little sample, yeah. food sample, something thematically tied to the sculpture that we're seeing? It would be real, there's some opportunity.
0: We would need the board's help to implement such things and figure out all the logistics That'd on that. Fun.
4: That's my cup of tea would right there. Have,
0: yeah, if
7: that's
0: <laughs> something I would love to. Would be great and. Um, you know, I think the walking, I love how robust some people are who show up for these walking tours when it's 98 degrees out. Hey. And I've done my share of sweating out there. <laughs> uh, and people stick with us. It's amazing. But an indoor opportunity might be fun as well. And maybe we could, I don't know, just throwing out, you know, the, the Explore Lawrence Visitor Center is a great, mm-hmm. you know, centralized spot. And we've met there a couple of years now, where we start there and have air conditioning there and then check in there every once in a while. Yeah. Up check and in down. do a shot. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. It would be really fun to do something along
1: those lines. Cool. know B. Smith, so for, for the uh, immediate future, I, I'm wondering if anybody, um, I know that <laughs> with the ranking that we had of the, the submissions, I believe that below the the um, the the individuals that we selected to participate, I believe that there were two individuals who were kind of neck and neck below that. And so I just want to make sure that the other option um, would be to try and uh, bring on some other artists. And I'm wondering if anybody, including Marciano, who hopefully is still listening online, um, is interested in going that route as opposed to trying to um, do sort of what, what Marlo and I have sort of hinted at, which is trying to increase the, the profile of, of the event and, and the program through other means. Just want to make sure.
5: This is Marcia, because I would just say that I would be in
1: favor of
2: moving down and accepting more Mm. uh, of the artists who applied.
3: Mm -hmm. We need to decide that tonight.
1: Deonby Smith. I mean, I think that if we be, if we did want to extend the invitation to additional artists, I feel like that would be. I mean, doing doing appetizer stations and and all, like all that fun stuff would be stuff we can uh, we can work on down the road. But I imagine that if we wanted to potentially reach out to some other artists that were down the list, they they might uh, appreciate that being being sooner. Um,
0: so. I think, let me go back and look at my list here. So you all did prioritize this list Mm -hmm. um, based on your selections. We did pull Alicia's piece up. You guys wisely said this just doesn't fit in an outdoor situation. And then I came in and said it's still, you know, part of what we're trying to do. And she figured out a different way to do it. So that's great. Um, So I could just go down the list and check in. Um, It would, you know, then we have... um, Several artists that are interested, and if they have availability, we could definitely look at including them.
5: Are, are we talking about the same thing,
1: uh, Debbie Smith? Talking about the, the sculpture, the, the the ranking of of sculpture submissions, yeah, and potentially reaching out to individuals who did not make our, our oh. top top ten, and um, and seeing if they they wanted to replace the individual who isn't okay. able to okay. contribute.
0: Yeah, instead of belaboring things tonight unexpectedly, I can just use this list and work down the list and see what availability exists. And,
1: and given the amount that we have, would it be, would that be one additional participant or, or two
0: additional participants? We, we have, so we have eight currently, so we could add two more artists.
5: If we only had one dropped out, why, did we not have
3: 10? I don't
5: remember why. I think there was a natural cutoff there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we just, yeah.
3: just said eight, yeah, nine?
5: Yeah. Yeah, my understanding is
1: that the, the ranking the other was a natural cutoff, and we had an, enough to potentially do
5: one more, and we decided So maybe, to. maybe what we ought to do is take the wonderful people that we have and take some of that money and amplify their work and really shine a spotlight on that this year. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: DNB Smith, I'm. I, I certainly see. I see appeal in both directions. Um, I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards the the take who we already have selected and and try and do it up a little bit more. But I certainly want to make sure that we at least, even if we don't get a consensus, we at least each have an opportunity to voice our opinion where we fall on the matter and move forward.
3: Is there a possibility to like split the difference and? Try to bring on one new artist and then um, save the remainder to do what we can with that. Because I mean, 1750 is a lot to,
1: you know. be you know, Smith, to specifically answer your question, yes, we can. do That okay. <laughs> that is something we could do. We could yeah. bring on one more and then still have a, a considerable amount to spend on on appetizers.
3: I would want to look at the list again and yeah kind of reacquaint myself with the artists personally seems like it
1: forever ago mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i i agree um so as far as as far as how to move forward like this hour. <laughs> as far as how to move forward right now since it's nine eleven um, should we um, should we consider do do we think the timeline m- works if we bring it back? N- at the next month's meeting or is that putting is that is that making it
3: I would think that maybe you could, if Porter could could you ask for availability not saying that you're accepted but could you ask for availability or is that like kind of dangling a carrot it,
0: it's different for di- yes I can uh, obviously ask and it'll be different for different artists I think okay. um, just looking at currently I think you know the next two or three artists probably have availability. A couple of these I struggle with um, whether or not they're applicable, you know, they're worthy of right. outdoor exhibition. So.
3: I would just think the natural succession of how we ranked them, if we went to the next one down the list or next two or whatever. Um, we can't vote online, is that correct? It has to be public if we were decide.
0: Uh, well, given that you've already vetted these, I think we can do this on a committee level, okay. if the board supports that. Um, so, I, I, and I think you've done the, the work. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're just going back, and you know, under circumstances, saying we need to, we want to add one or two more artists sure. back to the, the mix. And again, you already have a vetted list, so it's just mostly reminding you of what that is. And I can probably, I could put up a, put together some sort of, probably PowerPoint type thing that brings you back up to speed so you okay. can make that decision and just, you know, work with me directly, with staff directly to mm-hmm. figure out how to move forward. And then I can contact artists and see availability.
1: DMB Smith, I'm, I'm certainly, I think the the notion of doing one additional artist plus ha- still having, you know, about an entire artist's um, commission worth of, of funding to, to make, make the events um, improved. To me, that seems like a good compromise. I'm curious if um, folks who have spoken in favor of using the money towards what we already have and think that doing a, that compromise would, does that still sound acceptable or?
4: I think so. I think I would just defer to Porter's judgment on what's safety-wise, you know, if there's a viable candidate. Mm-hmm. If not, I'd rather take the eight that are
9: mm-hmm.
4: vetted and safe and good to go.
9: Yeah, exactly.
1: So it sounds like the subcommittee could potentially be add one if it if
0: possible, (laughs) if it it looks suitable. So we'll do nine and then leave leave 1750 available for promotion and marketing. Is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay. I do agree that there's some like yes, you'll see that there's new sculptures, but to amplify like your appointment, amplify them and really make it into an event where it, it is a big deal because it is a big deal.
0: And the autocast is fun, and it uh, is. that's a great opportunity to get it literally in people's hands, so they mm-hmm. can, you know, even if they're, qu- you know, I've done it where I've been at conferences, and because I have the autocast app, and they do it in other cities, I oh, I can take a public art tour in yeah. Philadelphia <coughs> by myself, or grab a few people from the conference and you want to look at some public art. So I'm that much of a geek.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I am too. me do
0: Smith. You, do you know, so it sounds
1: like we've reached a, a pretty, a pretty comfortable. Compromise, um, Porter. Do you want to just keep us updated, or do you want to specifically? Yeah, I'll out send out information yeah.
0: so you guys know. But I think I can work with this, right. and, and it is important to get in touch with folks so they have enough time to be ready. So for
3: sure, yeah, I think the next meeting's too late.
1: Okay,
0: cool. That's great. Thanks. All right.
1: Great. So, if there's if there's no further discussion, um, we can move right along to the miscellaneous section. Um, I realize it is. Yeah, it's getting a little bit late. Um, the first item on the miscellaneous section is updates about the recommendations regarding boards and commissions committee. So this is the committee committee. Um, we have met um, since last time this body met even. Um, And um, there's been a lot of action. The committee committee has spent a lot of time discussing sort of big picture ideas around why and how the city might um, condense and reorganize its committees and boards. Um, And the last meeting was the first time we really took a crack at looking at all the committees and boards and then kind of tearing them apart and remaking them um, with the goal of getting down from 22 boards and committees down to 10. what that mostly involved was us looking at each of the strategic outcome areas for the city and looking at all of the boards and committees that fall under that area and then starting off by saying can we can we smash these all together that that obviously didn't work for every category Um, and i'll spare you most of the details but as far as um, this board is concerned we are in the unmistakable identity area along with the TGT Advisory Board and the uh, Parks and Recreation Advisory Board. Um, the general discussion there did begin with saying let's smash them all together. Um, I was pretty pretty insistent on the notion that the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board and the Cultural Arts Commission could not actually just be smashed together. Um, you can watch the video, hopefully I don't come off as being too heated. Um, the, the TGT Advisory Board, since it is a board which is convened uh, once a year, is not you know, in operation uh, year round, really falls into the ca- a category that um, the committee, committee has talked a lot about as not really being something that makes sense as a fully fledged board. Um, uh, Much of the conversation around that has talked about the possibility of having the TGT Advisory Board be uh, a subcommittee or a task force which is convened annually. Um, And some of that discussion has revolved around the idea of taking the TGT Advisory Board, which is currently, as Porter mentioned earlier, sort of split between sort of the sport, what what I will call sporty activities, for lack of a better term, and arts and culture. The fact that the TGT Advisory Board Touches on both of those things, sort of the parks and recreation side and the cultural arts commission side. Um, one recommendation is to have that um, pool of money have a a set split, there so there isn't arguing over it. And the the parks and recreation advisory board would then put together a task force that would distribute the sporty funds and then this body would put together a task force that would distribute the arts and culture funds. This is all just, you know, none of this is is set in stone. This is all just stuff we're talking about. Um, I went to the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board meeting on Monday um, because I'd never been to one and if I was going to be insistent that our two bodies couldn't be combined into one, I I thought I would do the due diligence. Uh, It was very interesting. They talked about a lot of stuff that um, I don't think any of us could talk about. I mean, I would be that interested in in discussing at great length? Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was still interesting that we had a very similar uh, confluence team presentation. Uh, but I, I'm still of of the mind that Parks and Recreation Advisory Board and the Cultural Arts Commission should re- remain two separate uh, bodies. Honestly, I think the fact that the Confluence team has a separate team as a part of their their. Um, their work specifically geared towards arts and culture kind of backs that up. They feel like they are really focused on parks, recreation, and they've come in to do this plan and they need a separate group of people to look at arts and culture. So um, at at the end of the day, with the last committee committee meeting, we got it down to 10 different boards, just very loosely, and arts and culture and parks and recreation were still separate. Um, So that's really the big picture update there um, there's still I don't know how many how many months left in that process but it is ongoing um, yeah I don't know if anybody has any questions about that um, can watch the watch the footage if you want um,
4: I just feel skeptical again about like why would they even think about doing that like what would be the advantage for the city just to have one body we have no knowledge of recreation issues they have no knowledge of art issues like don't you want your experts like I don't see the philosophy like combining, combining.
9: There's you know. a zero intersection there.
4: Yeah.
1: Danby Smith. Yeah, and, and that was definitely, I will say, and, and again, you you can watch the footage. It it really came from from uh, a a place of like let's just make things as simple as possible and then see what doesn't work as as a a, a thought exercise. Um, I don't think none of this these proposals that I'm throwing out were. We're not necessarily the staff at the table suggesting them. It was other people just sort of talking through, through things. Um, so, and, and other people at the table also pointed that, that exact same thing out, that combining them is just going to make for, I mean, I, I pointed out that if we combine the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board and the Cultural Arts Commission, we're going to end up with uh, a, a board with a strange composition and meetings are going to take forever and half the people are only going to be interested in mm. Parks and Recreation and half the people are probably going to be we're going to
9: end up with a, a, a massive TGT yeah, <laughs> I mean, for lack right. of better words that's exactly I mean I'm sitting here thinking about you know like all the discussions that went on years ago about why we actually put the four-year rule in there was because of some heavy-handedness that was taking place by over representation on that group and so yeah all I hear is here's let's just create a, ma- a massive TGT I-
1: and there, there was also some conversation about having, and again, it was, a, the, the point of the conversation was to go through these motions and, and, and reach the, the conclusion that, that mm-hmm. we came to. There, there was a point at which people were suggesting we have a, a, a combined, unmistakable identity board and that there could be a parks and recreation subcommittee and then a cultural arts commission subcommittee which obviously is taking two bodies and turning them into three bodies (laughs) so which which is kind of kind of the the opposite like an amoeba yeah so (laughs) i I will say throughout that conversation we did where we landed was there's the cultural arts commission and there's the uh, parks and recreation advisory board um so uh that's that's really that's where the conversation is i mean you, you can I really said it before, but you can watch the video. I don't think anybody will. Well, maybe, maybe. But uh, uh, one other thing I will mention, um, because I forgot to earlier, is that um, at the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board on Monday, Derek was there and he um, was debating whether or not uh, he was planning on coming to this meeting. And I to- specifically told him not to. So the fact that he's not here is because I, I told him to take a day off because I-, I knew that he was, I knew that he was um, also at the City Commission yesterday and everything. So. That's general, I will, um, at our next meeting, I'm sure I'll have more to share. There's multiple steps in the process that we're looking forward to. Um, We will make a specific recommendation out of the sort of nebulous idea we came up with last time that will then go into public engagement. There will be lots of opportunities for shareholders, yourselves included, to have input. um, And then eventually that will get hammered into something like an actual plan. So, yeah, that's. That's, that's what I've got there. Is there any other questions? If if not, Porter, I think you might be chomping at the bit. Yeah. Our,
0: ne- I think our next I item know, is. Um, at the last meeting we talked about doing some education work. One thing, um, you know, as we met with our consultant group tonight, what I've been advocating is, one, understanding our current Arts and culture ecosystem in Lawrence, you know, and obviously great representation here. And there are mis- there are people missing from this this group as well that I know you guys are in touch with. So part of it was um, I sat down and thought, let me assemble what I would want the consultants to know about arts and culture and the resources available. So that's what you guys received today um, in a note from us. And we're going to make a PDF and put this on your website. So it'll be on the, the um, Cultural Arts Commission webpage. Um, Because this assembles, all this is actually on the web page currently in a different format. It's also on the iCompass page for your board stuff. But this really assimilates all the information. And then I was adding um, resources like Americans for the Arts Social Impact Explorer, which is a really great resource I brought to this body before. It has 29 different social impact areas, you know, prison programs, theater programs, um, a variety of stuff. I'm not advocating that we add programs necessarily, but I think it's really helpful if we really understand what's out there in the world. Um, this body should be really knowledgeable about that kind of thing and to start thinking that direction. We were talking earlier tonight and you know, yet another topic popped up, which is arts patronage. Um, who could you know is there a program that could be developed maybe implemented by the city or somebody else to help people understand how do i go out and buy local art um you know and teach people because that can be a very intimidating idea you know and, and maybe combining efforts and visiting artist studios this is what other cities do it's fairly simple it wouldn't cost a lot of money but that type of thing can be very simple and straightforward so just looking for those so all this is in here, I know it's late, so I won't belabor this, but if you guys have resources as well, please send them to us. You know, If there's something that you, know, you all are, are tapped into or aware of in theater world or that kind of thing, so much of this is online now, please send it to us. We're gonna create a library of information <clears throat> as a touchstone for people to go back and look at this stuff and um, just be aware. I put in ArtSpace, which does um, um, affordable housing for artists. I think that could be really if we're if we're interested in nurturing that arts community that's a great place to um, look and to see about those kinds of projects We're a little challenged, as Marlo points out as a hundred a hundred thousand is not big enough to do a lot of stuff it's really sort of an odd space to be in so it's not guaranteed but it's certainly really inspiring to read some of the programs that they're doing with the other cities so this is in your um, email please look at it feel free to go through it all the different consulting firms are part of this all of your history is in here and then these um, resources and please email us and add to that that as we go along and hopefully we'll be able to talk about more of this stuff. Um, Feel free to dig into it and bring, you know, bring, if you say, wow, this is something I didn't know about, we can actually pull it up and look at it here. We can do that. Great. Thank you,
1: Porter. Um, Obviously, it is getting late. I'm really glad that we have this section in our our miscellany and I think we'll continue to do that going forward and looking at areas to innovate. Um, uh, Up next, we have uh, sharing of community events. Um, I don't know if anybody has or is attending anything interesting in the near future. I will say that the new, oh, I don't even really know the name of it is, the uh, the, the new space across from the, the post office over on Vermont Street. Oh,
4: the uh, Art Love Collective?
1: Art Love Collective, thank you Marlo. Um, I've been pretty busy and I was out of town for your event on the 9th, I'm so sorry. Um, and I mean sorry as not I'm sorry that I couldn't be there, not sorry, apologize to you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, But the the Art Collective is is very neat. It is. Uh, Easy to miss, I'm looking forward to when they're able to make the exterior of the building look as as funky as the interior, but I definitely encourage people to check out if they haven't. So if anybody else has anything, go ahead.
4: I just want to thank Abby for sending the agenda early. It was (laughs) so nice and relaxing. I got to take my time and look at it. Um, yeah, and a thank you to Explore Lawrence who's just killing it on the Final Friday promotions so I don't know if they might be able to come to one of our meetings but they do, they're doing a great new job at marketing Final Fridays and I think it would be cool to have them talk about it
3: Yeah, absolutely The Stan show was amazing I have not yes. been there yet I it, to go really see that. it was really great to see him just as a Lawrence artist for all of time just shine and, and show off kind of a different side of himself that a lot of us maybe have not seen, he's maybe hiding for a little while um, in the in the fields or whatever, but great work. It was good to see him, and he was singing too, so <laughs> he's multimedia he's <That> <laughs> a man of many talents, yeah. <laughs> The indigenous community
4: event the indigenous uh Cultures festival was incredible this weekend too mm-hmm. so between that and the art auction it was such a beautiful weekend in yes, lawrence gosh, and the weather was. was gorgeous yeah. too so yeah it was great we're really lucky to be here
1: all right great well if there's no other um community events we want to share there is the last item here which is ad- address the process of how new lcac commissioners are appointed uh
2: This I added um, in response to questions that we had um, at the March meeting, and I think it was just a touch on the process of, uh, you know, we make a recommendation to the mayor, and then what happens after that. Let's
0: let's touch on this more fully at another meeting. Hang on, I want to correct what you said. So if anybody is interested, Mm -hmm. they can go. Actually, let's pull it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you can go to... um, Actually, go to iCompass, which I think you already have up, and get out of this, if you can. This is... Uh, you may have to go back. Actually, yeah. Uh,
2: well, here, hold on. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Um, just go to City Commission is the quickest way to get the iCompass. So um, I, we should share this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like uh, oh, Kurt sharing it on uh, YouTube, but we should share it as well. For... OK, so on this page, this is our main Board and Commission page and the City Commission page. Um, if you go, go up and, and click on Portal up top there. OK, so this is the main page here. If you scroll down, so it lists all the meetings and everything, and this is where our Mm -hmm. agendas are, and scroll down, keep going, and you see Boards and Commissions. So you click on that Boards and Commissions link. And this is a summary of all the current Boards and Commissions um, in the different committees and this different type of thing. You will see that... Can you um, highlight, since I'm pointing? Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's two items. Click here to view current... uh, Current and upcoming vacancies, or to volunteer for a board, click here for a listing of advisory boards, commissions, expi- expiration dates. So, if you click on this first one, it actually takes you to a page that shows where all the boards and commissions, um, if there are vacancies, you can find them there, including the Cultural Arts Commission. And it also gives you the opportunity to click on an application right there that says apply. And this is where the whole process starts. So if you know somebody who's interested, they can apply here, and that gets them into the, the general queue that the mayor can look at. Mm-hmm. Daniel can reach out to the mayor if there was somebody, you know, Pablo Picasso applies, maybe not the best example, but um, familiar name. Um, Daniel could say, hey, mayor, I think this this artist might be really good for the board. So that's the way that process works. Mm-hmm. Just a real quick summary. We can talk more about it later, but in general that's how that works so anybody interested can apply for any board.
3: I will say um, Leadership Lawrence is graduating very shortly and they are a fresh bunch of folks that want to get involved so um, I'll be at the graduation so I could Find some artsy people and put a bug in their ear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just a matter of getting to this. And if you have any questions, just email me and Abby, and we'll send you instructions sure. via email. And you could forward that on mm-hmm. to folks. be Smith, and on behalf of
1: all the other boards and committees, I mean, if they're not interested in arts, right? Lots of other that one
3: too. Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay, yeah. So. I've included a link to the application and to to this um, this site. Uh, in um. The reminders, Mm -hmm.
4: it's
1: in there. Cool. All right, great. So um, if there's no further discussion of that, we have one last thing on the agenda, and it is adjournment. Yeah. (laughs) So if I could get a motion.
3: I will make that motion.
1: (laughs) I could get a second. Second. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Tim. Um, (laughs) Anybody who's opposed to adjourning can sleep on the floor
3: (laughs) while the rest of us sleep. I just like...
0: (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank, thank
1: you, you everybody. Thank you, Kurt. Thanks, you know, Marciana. thanks Marciana. Thanks, Marciana. Thanks, Marciana. Thanks, Porter. Thanks, Abby. Great. It's nice seeing y'all. Good
2: night. Good, see Good night. Good night.